August, away like a memory, something, something back in my daydream time. Okay, hey everybody, hey Desperate Housewives super fans, welcome back to a very special episode of We Know What You Did. It makes us sick. We're going. <laughs> that needs to be low. That needs to be lowered. Okay. Oh, should I lower my mic? Yeah, this is why you need the mic, the headphones. Okay. Is that better? No. <laughs> it's actually not. Thanks for asking. Is that better? No. <laughs> is that better? No. Is that better? Yeah, that's okay. much better. <laughs> okay. Ew. Christy, we look disgusting. <laughs> Can we just not post this video? No, we're gonna have to we have to post something. Okay, well then we'll we'll cartoonify ourselves like I just <laughs> Okay, okay, that's better. I just have to stay like this. Okay, better for who? <laughs> I don't know. You said cover up. <laughs> cover up. <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome to a special episode. <laughs> I love that pound. This makes me look. Bad. I have a heart out. We have to do this. This literally makes me look. Well, you were there for it uh, just moments ago moments <laughs> actually i was gonna say about an hour and a half ago when we sat down oh, yeah. for me to have lunch for you to watch me eat <laughs> and um there was a bee a big bee and a bee love <laughs> Go away, bee. You need to go away. I have nothing really to say about the bee. 
You were there. I know. That's why I have nothing to say. I don't know um, how to contribute. Other than there was definitely a family from like Wisconsin watching us. <laughs> they're never they're like, I went to New York City and I saw these two crazy girls go crazy over a bee. I've been stung a million times and I'm fine. Okay, but I've never been stung, so I don't know what my reaction would be. I haven't either. <gasps> Are you serious? Never. I'm this is like what I learned about the fact that you're blind in one eye. <laughs> I've never been stung by a bee. You really are blind? Yeah. <laughs> like when I when I close this eye. I can't actually. I think I have like the the thing where you can't see like close close far away because I can. I That's can entirely that different from being blind. That's entirely different. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I said I was blind, I was being dramatic. My blurry is just extremely vision. What? <laughs> that was my moment of desperation. Uh, what was yours? Which, which one would you like to choose from? I know you've had several. I have had a week of desperation. Starting with the moment we we got off our podcast last week, the moment we got off recording, I blacked out and booked a flight to New York City. Yeah. Um, that was my first moment of desperation. For our listeners who don't know, I am from New York. That's how Summer and I know each other. And to Yeah, we, we just met on the street. We just, <laughs> just met on the street one day. And um, two years ago, I moved to Los Angeles. But I need to be in New York every three months or I'll collapse. Like, in my head, I'm like, I have to move back. But I don't want to. I just have to come back for a few days. Yeah. So I blacked out, bought a flight. Then that was a chain reaction to more desperate moments. And I think, then I went to see Taylor Swift. As you should. Can't stop thinking about her. My moment of desperation that night was when I got to the car and ripped off all my clothing because I had tights and skims on. And I was like, I can't wear this anymore. Yeah. Why did I go that hard? Was I performing? No. No. I was there to watch a concert. But did everybody go that hard or was it just you? Okay. I did. All right. Um, So you were in good company. Yeah. So that was moment number two. Number three. Oh, dear God. (sighs) Number three was the day after the Taylor Swift concert. I'm a corpse. I'm exhausted. I'm unhappy to be alive, even though I saw Taylor Swift. So I was like, I need to move my body. So I booked a yoga class, as one does. You didn't go back to your $7 class? No, I ran out of classes. So I'm like, I need to get my yoga mat. So I go to my car. And I notice my car's unlocked in its parking spot. And it's simply been broken into, which is actually very on brand for this episode we're about to get into. I realized as I was watching it this morning, literally starts with breaking into a house. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I get to my car. I feel extremely violated. My charger's gone, my parking thingy's gone, and what else was gone from my car? Your dignity. My sunglasses and yes, my dignity. But whoever broke into my car, I will find you. I will find you. It was a fan. And I will kill <laughs> It was literally one of you. One Somebody of who listens to this podcast. So that was my moment of desperation, getting my car broken into. All right, I'm ready to get into it, Lily. <laughs> I'm ready, let's go. Talk about dirty laundry. That's my very first note. Did you ever have the board, the dirty laundry board game? I have it. I don't know what that is. Okay. The Desperate Housewives board game. Shut up. I, it's, in, it's in Vermont, I'm gonna have to find it. Shut up, are you serious? Shut up, no it's not. <laughs> Shut up, it is not. Yeah. Um, that's really cool, I didn't know that there was one. Mrs. Fromm asks Susan 
Meyer, the first time we're hearing them refer to her as Susan Meyer instead of Mayer. She asks her to watch her cat. But we get some context. Uh, Susan has incredibly bad luck. I was dying at, she was forced to ask Susan Meyer. <laughs> like, we see that now. Susan's a little quirky. She's so quirky. She was the blueprint for uh, Jessica Day. Yes. She's I so quirky. That. She's so quirky. So then Susan and Julie, much to Mrs. Frumpenmeyer, I don't remember her name. From Mrs. From. Much to her dismay, Susan goes into her house to feed her cat, and they see that the house has been broken into. So I guess Susan Meyer went to my car, is what I got from that. Yes. And they're like, oh my god, where's Mr. Whiskers? Susan's like, I'm gonna freak out. He's not here. I would be freaking out. And then there's a man in the house. A man in the house? A man? Oh no. Not again. Not again. He walks out, and then Mr. Whiskers re reappears, and then Mary Alice says, Susan's luck had finally started to change. I didn't really get that. It's like Because he put the cat back once it got out. Yeah, but that's like that's how bad her luck is, that just seeing the, that the cat's there, she's good luck. Yeah, that the cat didn't get out on her watch. That's crazy. She needs to take every small victory she can. Yeah. A win is a win. A win is a win! Can we turn the air back on? No, we cannot. <laughs> no, we cannot. <laughs> then we get to this neighborhood watch meeting. Yeah. And do you know who we meet for the first time who becomes a major player? Yes, but I, her name is escaping me. Miss Ida Greenberg. Miss Ida Greenberg. Oh. I'm kind of an Ida stan, to be honest with no, you. No, she's queen. Yeah. Um, but, like, Ida Greenberg is kind of that girl. Yeah, no, she is. And I loved all, like, the neighbor intros and everything. I was like, Slay, I want to see who else is in this neighborhood. Yeah. Um, then we see Mike kind of blowing her off. And I'm like, period, King. Because she was so weird in the last episode. I know, but... He's like, oh, don't look at me, don't talk to me. He breaks my heart. But then he notices Susan talking to Officer Thompson, who I wrote is kind of fine. Yeah, and Mike was like, a cab. Get, her, get him away from my woman. Wait, he was a cab? Yeah, he that's what he was thinking because he saw a cop talking to Susan. A cab. I say a cab. <laughs> a cab. Tomato, tomato. Let's call the whole thing <laughs> off. And then we see Lynette playing fetch with her terrible kids. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then we get the most interesting life imitating art storyline of all of Desperate Housewives as Lynette tries to get her terrible kids into a school that they would not otherwise get into. That was crazy. <laughs> it was so neat. <laughs> Wait, I didn't even think of that. Really? <gasps> no, that was like a whole thing when, when stuff was going down with Lori and Felicity. Oh my god, I completely, like that went over my head. I didn't even realize. It was the first thing I thought of. Because I did watch this. I rewatched after that had happened. So yeah. Maybe I thought about it back then. But oh my god, I didn't even think about that. But also in that scene too, Gabby and Mike, Gabby and Susan were talking about Mike. And Gabby was like, or Susan was like, he's been giving me mixed signals. I'm like, Susan, you have been giving the mixed signals. Yes, I noticed that too, and that bothered me. I meant to yeah. write that down. 
but Susan is most definitely the one giving the mixed yeah, signals. Like, Here, go to dinner it. with Edie. Go to the movies with Edie. Yeah. Do all this stuff with Edie, but also love me. Like, she's so... <sighs> Pick me, like, choose me, love every me. right. And then, then, <clears throat> and then Lynette. I cannot believe Lynette in a private school. So Lynette needed to... Needed to... Um, wait. <laughs> Lynette. <laughs> <laughs> Lynette. So the kids got kicked out of public school for being terrible. Because they were awful. And she told Brie, hey, can you tell them they're amazing kids? And Brie goes, you want me to lie? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I do. And Brie says that she she wants to be able to get her grandchildren into the Briarcliff School. Barcliff? Barcliff School. And Lynette is basically like, I don't care about the, your future unborn grandchildren. <laughs> Do me this favor. But Lynette doesn't really offer anything in return. Lynette's a businesswoman. <laughs> Just thinking about Lynette makes me crave a slice of pizza. Why? Oh. <laughs> I forgot. We haven't gotten there yet. I know. We will. We will. So then we get to Paul and Zach loudly fighting. OMFG is what I wrote. Like, they're screaming, crying, going, uh, <laughs> Screaming, crying. And then after they're screaming, crying, I OG Juanita Solis. Yes, Mama Solis arrives and she has brought the rain. <laughs> <laughs> she has brought her wrath, her ready to go wrath. And she tells Gabby that it's a surprise visit, that Carlos doesn't know that she's coming. She also hate they hate each other so much. Yeah. We can just tell things are going to go downhill from there. Then we see Tom and Lynette at the Barcliff School being interviewed. And the, the man doing the interview all but says, your kids are stupid. I said Tom and Lynette are in their Delulu era. <laughs> Like, he was like, you're white, <laughs> you guys are white, and your kids are really boring, you're not coming into this school. And they were like, we're getting him into this school. Like, they man. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite thing about this scene was that um, Lynette goes, you know, they're identical twins. And then the interviewer says, well, we strive for diversity here. That was so And crazy. I was like, why do they think that that's diversity? They're the same person. Like, they look identical. <laughs> I mean, what's the percentage of twins in the world? Too many. Too many. Christy hates adult twins. I really hate adult twins. Um, All of our listeners are a twin. <laughs> I have a friend who's an adult twin, and I was like, I hate adult twins, and she said, I have a twin. And I said, okay. <laughs> and then I walked away. But they're not identical, so it's okay. Oh, no, that's fine. Yeah. But I think all the adult twins that are on this show I love in real life, because we want you on the podcast, but... Um, <laughs> Other than that, if you're an adult twin, one of you should have been eaten in the womb or something. Or, you know, in um, in Sabrina the Teenage Witch, when every Spellman had a twin and one of them was evil and was pushed yes. to the volcano? That's what I think should happen <laughs> in real life. So which one is going, Porter or Preston? You know, I think they should go down together. <laughs> when they fight, I think there at some point there was a scene of them like wrestling. That's how the cats look. Like, that's like Tofu and, and Milo. Yeah. Like, I was like, this is un uncanny. And August slipped away like a moment in time. <laughs> Don't let the intrusive thoughts win. <laughs> when Tom said um, they have their secret language, they bark and growl. <laughs> Could you imagine having two twin boys? 
in <laughs> class together and they're just like Preston, Preston, it's the full moon. I'm gonna turn. <laughs> like he said that in all seriousness. So we see Rex and Bree together, and Rex is like, hey, thanks for letting me drive him to the bus. Like, I miss the kids. First of all, he's lying. Second of all, he's just driving them to the bus. It's going to be like a two-minute drive. <laughs> this is not quality time, Rex. If that's your love language, good good luck, my guy. I said, Rex, oh, brother, it's back. Now Rex wants Bree's food? Are you kidding? He's like, I haven't had a decent homemade meal in weeks. You were complaining that her food was too good. <laughs> and now you want it. Man, pick a side. And that was not after he said, you have to get used to being alone. Yup. The counseling's just not going to work. And also, he doesn't care that his children are not there. Like, he claims he misses his kids, but you walked out. Yeah, he walked out. He, I was so... Just I like I'm walking out to get a tissue. When I saw him, I was literally like, oh, brother. Like, go away. Oh, brother. And then Rex um, made fun of sexual assault victims. Did you hear that? No. Because Brie was telling him about the break-in, and he was like, she was like, what if he was a sexual assailant? And he goes, a salient. <laughs> and he goes, oh, too bad for both of them or something. He said that he would expect Brie to defend him because she has four guns. Which is crazy of her, but like, I think she's the only NRA men member that I respect i trust her i trust her with a gun like i don't trust zach being friends with her because i think i know that could have gone a lot worse yeah like what if he broke into her house and stole the guns he's collecting them now <laughs> he's like mrs vandekamp there's nothing wrong with me i'm just a collector <laughs> <laughs> then we get to the cop Asking Susan out. And Susan's also in her Duluth era. <laughs> because he's like, hey, I'd love to take you out sometime. And she's like, no. He goes, why? Do you have a boyfriend? She goes, yeah. <laughs> kind of. And looks over at Mike. Like, she was she was in manifesting mode. Like, she was using those TikTok sounds. Like, he needs me, he needs me, he needs me. <laughs> And then he manipulated her into going out with him. Yeah, I did not like how he wouldn't let up even after she said no. Yeah. Then we get back to Gabby, Carlos, and Juanita Toliz. I, I made kind of a rude note here. What did you say? Well, is it first of all, Latino? no, <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> it is anti Mama Solis. Okay. I actually wrote Susan, but I meant Gabby. Gabby hates Mama Solis, she's doing yoga. Carlos defends the hoe because he invited her. <laughs> Gabby is unhappy. I said Gabby doing yoga on the porch is a sleigh. Yeah, she's like, amazing. She's like, I want the whole block to see that I'm flexible. Me? She's like, listen, Susan, Mike is not looking at me doing yoga, so he's down bad for you. Oh, my God. When she goes, I notice when people aren't looking at me. I was like, okay, okay. Go off. Go off. Okay, I guess. But yeah, so Carlos invited Mama Solis to spy, and then she hits him when he starts crying. <laughs> yes, I wrote, um, Mama Solis encourages toxic masculinity. She says word for word, 
we don't cry about our problems. She's so Latin. And then she <laughs> basically implied that she killed Carlos's father. Right. And they got married. Okay, but also I don't get it because she, um, rest in peace, Lupe Oli. I don't know, remember her last name, but Lupe, whatever her name is. Rest in peace. She looks so much older than Carlos. Was she a friend of yours? No, but she, that's the actress. It's the actress who died. Oh, wait, that's sad. Yeah. We lost Lupe and Karen McCluskey. But anyway, she looks a lot older than Carlos. And she said she married Carlos's dad at 16. Oh, yeah. How how old was she when she had the baby? Listen, we know that Mark Cherry refuses to do math. <laughs> we knew this. <laughs> He will not, he, he does not put pen to paper when it comes like, to numbers. Like, let's say, how old is Carlos? Like, 40? Yeah, 40. She's not 56. No. Like, that woman, she's well, like... Well, no, people looked older back then. You're right. I have to factor in the world spinning s- slower on an axis. Yeah. <gasps> Wait, does that mean that we're going to look younger when we're in our 50s? Yes. That's good. Yeah. My source is Kim Kardashian's makeup artist on the Kardashians. Wait, Mario Badescu? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, isn't he makeup by Mario? No. Those are two completely different people. No. I don't know. Shut up, it is not. <laughs> I don't even know if it was makeup by Mario because I get I get my cosmetic gaze a little confused. That's racist. <laughs> <laughs> Makeup by Mario. Christy just said all, <laughs> all gays look the same to me. <laughs> I just want our followers to know, our listeners, anybody who's ever interacted with this podcast, that you're supporting <laughs> you're supporting a bigot. <laughs> the only one I can identify is Jeffree Star. Well, anybody can identify Jeffree Star. <laughs> I don't know who Patrick Star is. Now, now, what's the difference between Patrick Star and Patrick Ta? What's the difference between Patrick Star the makeup artist and Patrick Star the <laughs> starfish? Oh my gosh. Uh, no, I have the tears again. I wish they could see my tears. They can. I'll, I'll put it on TikTok. Yeah, can you see the tears? My face looks glossy because I'm crying. Yeah. And I'll get slipped away. <laughs> Look at how muscular my arm looks. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> Wait, I'm crying again. Wait, I needed to see how I'm crying. Um So then I wrote down Porter and Preston went to training mate. Because <laughs> Lynette has them up early in the morning. They're doing hit. They're digging the a pool in the backyard. Can you pay attention to yourself? <laughs> I'm looking at my tears. Wow. Like that tear specifically? You see that one? It's like watching paint dry. <laughs> As I was saying, Porter and Preston were doing training mate every morning. Because Lynette had them up early. They were doing army crawls they were digging a pool they were pulling her in a sleigh <laughs> she 
said mush. <laughs> and then they get to, to Briarcliff and they're so tired and docile. And she's like, yeah, they're just a little, uh, they're shy. Now, do you think Lynette actually wanted she's to tire the so kids out? Or did, she, or did she just want to train for the, the sled dog race? <laughs> <laughs> it starts with an I. The, um, <laughs> the sled dog race. You keep saying sled dog race. It's not. <laughs> no, no. I'm gonna. I'm gonna look it up. It starts with an I. I don't know what you mean. It starts with an I. The. I'll remember. It's a bod cream. No. The only thing coming to my head. Sled dog race. Hang on. I did a rod. The I did a rod. Anyway, so then Gabby tries to meet John <laughs> at the motel. And she's like, I'm going shopping, Mama. And Mama Solis is like, I'm coming with you. Again, I'm Puerto Rican, so I can do whatever I want. And she's like, I'm coming with you, Gabby. And she's like, oh, my God, no, I'm not going to the grocery store. I went to the lingerie store. She's like, I need bras. And then... Mama Solis was coming on that shopping trip, no matter she where was. she went. She was like, I know what you did. You know, it the makes more, me sick. every, every storyline has the underlying tone of I know what you did it makes me sick I'm going, I'm going to, to tell. tell yeah that's crazy yeah I feel like Mama Solis would have found a way even if Gabby was like oh I'm going to pleasure chest like I'm going to pick pick a place that she should not go with her mother-in-law she would have found a reason she'd be like I pick things up for you and your in my song <laughs> I know what you like <laughs> that is mildly <laughs> concerning um and I'll just slipped away like a moment and done. <laughs> and then Susan goes to tell Mike that the cop passed her out. She goes, Hey Mike, going on a date with the cop. What do you think about that? <laughs> He's like, Are you asking my permission? My only note for this scene was hurting. <laughs> yeah, and she was like, You don't care? And he goes, Do whatever you want. Yeah, I was really sad. But I'm on his side. Like as much as I want them to get together, it's like Susan, you did this. I want them to get together, and I also want Mike and me to get together. Slay. Me too. Slay? Like what Lynette's kids pulled her in? Yes. <laughs> like, Wisteria Lane should be, like, um, what's it called? Interactive. No, that too. <laughs> but, like, the Mor the Mormons, when they have all the wives with, with Mike. Oh, oh, Sister Wives. Yes, the Sister Wives of Wisteria Lane. <gasps> Fan fiction. <laughs> Help me. Um, uh, fan fiction, but also we could open that as an exhibition, like through Fever or something, and I feel like people would come. Like I get the emails. In it. I get the emails from Fever, so um, like we could pitch this as an event to them. So basically, you guys, <laughs> you guys, <laughs> you guys listening <laughs> would pay like a flat fee. <laughs> If you want the sister wives of Wisteria ladies visit. Experience. <laughs> Cardboard cutouts of my Delfino and you can all take <laughs> And it's only $50. <laughs> I was going to say $50. Because I feel like that's their, their base ticket. But yeah. then, then there's also tiered tickets, you guys. Okay, so um, first our first city is New York, naturally. And um, it's probably going to be... Stop checking your watch. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
It's probably going to be like in or around Central Park, um, just because it's like a little bit undisclosed. Like it could look it could suburban. It could look like lane, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And also, uh, any kids that pass through like on their bikes, it's just part of the ambience. They're not getting paid. They're not, <laughs> they're not part I'm of the experience. <laughs> no union. <laughs> so basically... The way the event works is like Christy and I will be at the door, like taking tickets and like and checking tips. and tips. <laughs> um, and then we'll hire our friend Annette to do coat checks. She won't have any objection because she doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> um, and basically, you guys show up, and we we have like little tents that are meant to be like the houses for everybody. So you can walk through Susan's house. You can walk through Edie's house um, before it gets burnt down, and then again <laughs> after is like there's Wait, two. It looks exactly the same. <laughs> there's two versions of Edie's house one has um a photo op where you can pick up the the measuring cup <laughs> you can take a picture with a bird measuring cup this is a really good idea we have to call universal NBC universal and abc yeah and get the rights for our central park yeah and then Housewives 20th anniversary exhibit oh my god we can pull this together by next year i'm so serious because any actors that would come back, like, you get to do a photo op with them, um, but then also because it's a sister wives thing, like, they will be under contract to, I might not be able to say that, actually. Um, say it. Like, they will be under contract to do whatever you wish. Like, for a few minutes, for your, for your booked slot time, like, if you, if you want one of them to, like, kiss you. <laughs> I think they would do it. Do you see my tears? No, you can't see them. Okay. Um, okay. So anyway, <laughs> so so stay tuned for more. Watch for an email from Fever. Yeah, we'll, let, we'll, from we'll let you guys know. We'll set up a GoFundMe too, so we can self-produce. Um, so then Mike has a missing screwdriver. We can't um, we can't forget that, implying that he was the one burgling the house in my car. If Mike Delfino robbed my car, I wouldn't be upset. Like, if I found out it was him, I'd be like, you had a reason. It's yeah. okay. Just you needed sunglasses, you needed a charger, you needed to get him back. Yeah. Like, it's fine. I get it. He could do whatever to your car. Exactly. He could key the side. And I would be like, it's worth more. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, In the next scene, we see Zach scrubbing the floor creepily. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it's so spooky. That was crazy of him to do. I hate it every second. Bree enters to see him just... Doing the same motion over and over and over again. I said her little armband looks like a swastika. I know. I thought the same thing. <laughs> I, I did have to do a double take because yeah. I looked down, I looked back up, and I was like, NRA Nazi? It was Green. scary. It says Neighborhood Watch, but it was it, red. It was red. Far away, it looks like a swastika. Like, that's not fan fiction that I want, No, by the way. No. I, I, <laughs> I will actively not write that. Okay, thank you. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, no, him scrubbing the floor was actually crazy. And if I was Bree, I would just back away slowly. And he's like, this is where my mom died. I have to scrub off all the blood. Yeah, all the varnish came off of one spot. And obviously yeah. that makes Bree want to do what Mary Alice did. Because <laughs> I she doesn't too, like that. I saw that. That's scary. Actually, I think she does. Because she kind of, she, she empathizes later. Do you think Zach is like going to school right now? Yeah, because Julie knows him from school. Yeah, no, but I mean, like, is he going to, like, is he showing up? I think so, Or is yeah. he just spending all day <laughs> I don't know, because, that again, military time doesn't exist, so, like, does this all take place every weekend? Because nobody's at work. That's just true. That's for just, just... Well, no, later we see Brie at work because she's doing her own business. Yeah, but, like, right now. Well, she's they a homemaker on the weekend. I'm not talking about Brie. I'm talking about Tom. Oh. All the husbands who work are at home all the time. Tom was away. Tom was on vacay. Not this episode. I mean, he was no, he, he was on a work trip, but like he oh, had yeah, a sombrero yeah, yeah, and all. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Carlos is at work every day, and I guess nobody else is. But Susan has her. Mike's a plumber. Her so silly I guess job he has his own. Oh yeah, her her unserious. <laughs> um, this is not to disparage anybody who like writes children's books for a living. Literally, the the children's book community is gonna come after us on Reddit. Real. Next, we see Gabby and Mama Solis at the lingerie store, and Gabby is not happy to be there. She has other places to be. She wants to be with her teenage lover. Scary. Lover. Lover. And instead, she's with me. Lover. <laughs> Sydney. What? Never mind. You don't know the lore. I don't know the lore. Um, yeah, so they're fighting, and then we get to... Lynette and Susan talking about Mike because here's the thing can Susan ever talk about anything else no Susan doesn't the Bechtel test does not Susan will get never passed. pass the Bechtel test never all she does is think about Mike and her horrible ex-husband Carl and yeah. a cab police officer a cab <laughs> yeah officer Jefferson or whatever his name is Thompson. same thing to me I only know that because the guy who plays Benedict Bridgerton is Luke Thompson, and I find him really attractive, so my brain connected the two. Yeah, so they're so delusional. She was like, no, my, she's like, I don't think Mike cares about me anymore. Maybe it's all in my head. And she's like, no, girl, like, he loves you so much. Like, it's, it's the blind leading the blind over there. It really is. Next, we find out that Mike is obviously the one who broke into the Fromm house, and, and... And that he is in the system and he's freaking out that Susan turned over that screwdriver. We find this out because he goes to the playground where a creepy old man is sitting by himself saying he hates the sound of children's laughter. I wrote down his exact quote. He said, um, that's, that's a sweet sound of laughter. It pisses me off. And I wrote, he would hate this podcast. <laughs> like he, he would. would hear us like giggle and having, having some laughs and he would be like, turns it off. I hate joy. Now they kind of want us to think that Mike's a criminal, but like no, nobody is ever going to turn against him because we've all, we already love him. I love you, Mike Delfino. We love you so much, Mike Delfino. Come on our podcast, please. One of my favorite lines is in the next scene where Gabby is with John and she's apologizing for not making it to the motel, but John is not having it because he had to use a month's worth of lunch money to pay for that room. I wrote that too. Um, he has a job. 
<laughs> yeah. So I'm confused. Like, why his lunch? Did he mean like the money that? So he gets his job from Mr. Solis from Carlos, and then pays for his lunch that way. Is that what he um, meant? Yeah. So so that's my guess. Is like his parents probably don't give him his lunch money. Yeah. We've only ever seen him have a half-eaten peanut butter and jelly sandwich, <laughs> but. My guess is that he takes the money that he makes as a gardener and uses that to fund his <laughs> lunches at school. Because hot lunch is always better than making your own. I just think Gabby could could pay him back for that. Maybe say, Carlos, give him a bonus. Yeah. But she won't do that. She won't. Should she? I can't believe he paid for the room. That's a man. We That's need to get <laughs> We need to get Jesse Metcalf's opinion on that scene. We'll get him. We know he's a listener. Yeah. Jesse, you don't have to hide anymore. Just be honest with us, <laughs> sister wife. <laughs> we know you're out there. Tom and Lynette are sitting on the couch. And Tom was rubbing Lynette's feet and I was disgusted. Yeah. I was like getting a visceral reaction. I was like, I don't want to see her feet. I know. Lynette it's Dan Schneider. <laughs> Lynette loves a sandal or like no socks. There has to be a foot fetishist in the on the writing team. I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe it's Felicity Huffman. <laughs> yeah, she was like, hey Mark Cherry, I have a really good idea for this scene. <laughs> Morphe. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, what if Doug Samant was like, hey Mark Cherry? I have a really good idea. Um, I want to touch. I want to touch Felicity Huffman's feet. <laughs> yeah, and then obviously Doug Savant is also the costumer, so he's like, "All right, every scene that Felicity is in, she has to be wearing a sandal or a flip flop. No questions asked." He's obsessed with her. Did I just delete my note? No, no, please. So then they're talking about the fifteen thousand dollar donation that they have to make and i was like is that on top of tuition yeah that's insane they want the 15k to basically secure their spot at the school private school is such a scam no wonder felicity huffman tried to scam scam her kids in no I wonder guess. i'm on her side no comment <laughs> christy you have you are like two for two right now i like i like to play devil's advocate she went to jail it's fine. I, I think she's innocent. Do you think she learned anything? Yeah. She got run off Instagram. We can't contact her. Everybody gets I run think off she gets, Instagram. The thing is, all, like, really rich people pay off colleges all the time to get their kids in. So, like, why did you guys have to do it illegally? Wait, they did it illegally? Yes. That was the problem? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this was, like, five years ago. But it wasn't their fault. Like, this guy scammed them. Like, I don't think they knew. And I'll get slipped away. <laughs> Taylor's just going to sue us. Um, so Tom suggests homeschooling for the terrible twins. And he says sometimes you've got to make a sacrifice. That made me want to spit in Doug Savant's eyes. I was so mad. I know it wasn't the actor. I know it was the character. I love Doug Savant. Yeah. Hi, on, Doug Tom Savant. Scalvo. How you doing? You're welcome on our podcast. We also know you're a listener, so... Yeah, he's he's one of two listeners in North Hollywood. Jesse Metcalf and Doug Savant. I'm gonna be scared if they actually live in North Hollywood. They're gonna be like, how do you know where I live? Well, okay, some celebrities live. are in the white pages. Nobody uses the phone book anymore. What? Yeah. What is 
moving on because I have nothing to say. Um, Your hair looks nice. Thank you. So in the next, <laughs> so in the next scene, Zach is having dinner with Bree, and Bree tells Zach her biggest secret that nobody knows. Okay. So Bree says that my mother died when I was young and she got hit by a car. I want you and all of our listeners as you're watching Desperate Housewives along with us to notice now that I don't, Mark Cherry has something about hitting people with cars. Oh my God. Because we will see this in the next few episodes all through this show. The biggest crime somebody can commit is hitting somebody with a car. You're absolutely right. Like that's you're absolutely right. Wait, <laughs> wait, that's crazy. I never realized. No, that. it's just like the recurring thing with every what every death, like every injury, and then it's not even this show. If you watch, did you ever watch Devious Maids? No, but it is next on my list. It's so good. We'll watch all the Patreon guys. Don't worry, I watched that too. But they're like episode one. It somebody gets hit by a car, and I remember when it came out, and I was I think I was still in high school, and my friends came over to watch it with me. And we had already like figured this out and we were cracking up every time. And then even in really Why Women Kill into cracking up. But go on. And then even in Why Women Kill, which is another amazing Mark Cherry show. Mark Cherry, I watch all your shows, come on our podcast, give me a job. Um they like characters get hit by cars. Like he loves that trope. So it's not either he has a foot fetish or he knows someone who has a foot he fetish. He has a car accident. He has a foot he has eight. Hit by a it's car. It's specifically finish. like a pedestrian getting hit by a car. Yeah. <laughs> like, he loves to see the bomb. <laughs> Mark, like, why? Like, fly up and hit the hood <laughs> and hit the street. He loves it. He's Maybe like, he yes. just... No, I think he just has, like, a closet of all these test dummies. <laughs> and he's like, I gotta put these to good use. <laughs> he collects them. The way that Zach collects guns. <laughs> he just takes them out like on Mulholland Drive just puts it Mulholland <laughs> he just takes them out on Mulholland Drive teehee <laughs> <laughs> anyway Mark Terry I want to know about your car your um, pedestrian hit by car fetish thank you <gasps> um so Bree's like, I was really little when my mom died. Everybody ran to see if she was okay. They all went to the hospital. I stayed behind and cleaned it up. And that is the origin story of why she is the way she is yeah. today. And she also connected with Zach cleaning the spot where Mary Alice died too. Yeah. So she can connect to that little sociopath. Zach goes, Bree, I know why my mom, my mom killed herself. It's something I did. Yeah. And then he's a freak out. He, he has, I, I don't even know how to describe what that episode is. It was crazy. It was like a full, like, it was a full freak out. Yeah. I don't know what to say without sounding offensive. So I'm just going to call it. <laughs> he just has a little moment. He just has a moment and then leaves. And then the next day, Bree tells the girlies about it. And Gabby wants to go right to the popo. No, Gabby goes, manipulate him. That's what we do. Yeah. And then she's like, how do you manipulate Rex? With food. Which is interesting. <laughs> that didn't seem to work, Brie. <laughs> because he left because your food was too good. You Imagine being too, well. too good that a man leaves you. <laughs> wow. You get... To quote America Ferreira... 
<laughs> it is literally impossible to be a woman. That was the worst America <laughs> Ferreira. I don't know what was worse. Your America Ferreira impression or your Susan Meyer impression. <laughs> okay, my, my Susan, Susan was good. My Susan was good. <laughs> Wake up. <laughs> you missed a part. There's more to it. You blocked it out. You watched I have you watched that video several I've times. I watched that clip so many times. But I can't get past you, Susan. <laughs> Should we reenact that? No. Okay, I'll start. Okay, Christy, you be Julie. <laughs> Hi, I'm home from school. No, you be Susan. Wait, oh. I don't know what I said. Didn't hit it didn't hit like it did the first time. It hit really well the first time and every time after that. Yeah, that's why it has 400 views on TikTok. Help me. Um, so then Brie and invites Zach for a full Christmas dinner. Um, yeah, she does. And then that after is when I said the the boys fight like my cats. Yeah, I just had to point that out there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we see Gabby and. Sorry, there's a popcorn stuck in my throat. <laughs> you ate popcorn hours ago. No, I had some before we started recording. We've been recording for an hour. I know, but it was... It's just in my throat, okay? <laughs> so while Summer fights for her life, um, <laughs> Gabby takes Juanita to the mall. She's like, girls, say let's go shopping and frames her for stealing so she can run off and see her teenage lover. That was a very clever plan. And then Juanita's fully fighting the mall cops. And then we get to Rex calls Brie and invites her to dinner because he's lonely. You walked out. You left. Have dinner by yourself. The call is coming from inside the house. <laughs> She cooks too good, she leaves. <laughs> she does too much, she leaves. And then she's gone, she doesn't beg anymore, and he comes, they always come He back. said, you have to get comfortable with being alone. And he called and said, I'm not comfortable with being alone. I hate this man so much. I'm ready for him to kick the bucket. And I was so mad on how quick Brie turned around. I know. Like she had this whole dinner plan, she was trying to get to the bottom of Zach being a little sociopath. And then she's, she's like, oh, Zach, I'm sorry. Something came up. I've got to go. Then we see Lynette bringing up Tom being the one to sacrifice this time because she threw his words right back in his face. And she said, oh, Tom, you said you got to be able to make sacrifices. Well, why don't you sacrifice? Because I've been making all the sacrifices. Oh, my God. Yeah. And she goes, when I was working, I made a little bit more than you. Period. Point blank. Go off. She's this, giving the man. This man. And he was like, okay, never mind. Like, he secedes immediately. He's like, okay, I, I'm not, we're not, I'm not homeschooling the children. No way. So then he's like, what are we going to do? And she's like, we're selling your stupid boat. His stupid, evil, disgusting, termite-infested boat. I hate boats. That's, <laughs> where'd that come from? I just don't like them. Oh. Actually, that's not. That's what do you not What true. do you hate I, more, boats or adult twins? Adult twins. Um, I don't know why I said I hate boats. I really don't. 
So then we get back to Susan. She's on her date, fully at work in a cop car. The cop uses girl as an insult. Does he? Yeah. He said, stop being such a girl about this. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. I want to sit him down time, do a chair, and make him watch Barbie. <laughs> I hate him. And then he has the audacity to call Susan psycho. Why do I always pick the psychos? But you know what? Okay. Today, they don't put this in TV because it's offensive, but I like to see a misogynistic character. Yeah. It gives spice. Yeah. Because we, we deal with that in everyday life. And you know the actor is probably... <laughs> you know the actor's probably not that way and can probably see through what the person's issues are. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, but hey you. Um, hey, hey you. Hey you. Wow. That was nice. Um, you, you're allowed to come on our podcast and tell you tell us uh, if you um, hate women or not. <laughs> there is an underlying current of a feminist theme in this podcast. Yeah, we... Yeah. Obviously. All we talk about is like, I love being a girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a girl and life is nice. <laughs> I know every episode we're like, women cool, men drool. <laughs> Not cool. <laughs> I'm just a girl on Wisteria Lane. Susan goes... You're, oh, oh, because she finds a screwdriver. Yeah. And she's like, I thought you were sitting too loud. And he goes, no, you're an idiot girl. And then, <laughs> which I was kidding, but that's literally what he said. And then she said, you're just a Carl in disguise. Zach has an axe. That was my note. Zach has an axe. <laughs> I want to know where he got an axe. Where did he get a revolver? His basement. Yeah. So I guess they just had a bunch of weapons in the basement. Okay, look at it this way. Paul always has some kind of weapon on him, right? He's got a hammer. Uh, he's got a shovel. Yeah. Zach finds the revolver. And Zach now has an axe. This is not a well family. No. It's like, after your wife kills yourself, maybe you should hide all of the... Um, the thing... The, look. What are they? Not the valuables. Do you think Zach was like normal before Mary Alice? No. I mean, I guess we never see, but he seems like a little bit more normal in the earlier. Like the pilot. He's just like a sad yeah. kid, but he just gets worse and worse. So you think that he was always a little off kilter? I think so. Yeah. Or else why would she kill herself? <laughs> because of the note. But you have a kid like that. Well, I'd off myself too. That's fair. Then Susan leaves the cop and asks a prostitute for a phone or quarters. She is. Every time we get into technology, that's when the show gets dated. That's exactly what I That's write. the only thing every time. The prostitute said, I have weekend minutes. Crazy. I haven't heard weekend minutes in 20 years. I don't even know what that is, really. I weekend minutes? It's like you just get extra on the weekend. Is that it? Yeah, because before, when you had a cell phone, you would only get a certain amount of minutes you could talk. Right. And I think on the weekends, you you got some extra ones. Imagine that, because nowadays, I don't know about you guys, but I spend hours on FaceTime or on calls with, like, group chats. I can only imagine. Yeah. But, um, like, I kind of want that back. Like, if you could only talk to people for a certain amount, I'd be like, no more minutes. Gotta go. 
I'm going to start saying that when I, when I get off the phone now. I'm going to be like, hey, I don't have any more minutes left. I have to hang up. Wait, that's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Are you going to do that to me, though? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. <laughs> well, honesty is the best policy. Um, so Susan uses this woman's phone to call Julie, obviously, and says, send somebody over right now. And of course we know who Julie's going to send, or at least you and I do. Of course. Of course. Um, but before we get to the mystery savior... Brie and Rex are interrupted from their dinner. I wish, I do wish we saw their dinner. I know. I feel like that's a deleted scene I would really like to see. Do you know what Rex ordered? What? What do you think he ordered? Grilled cheese. You think he ordered a grilled cheese? With tomato. I think he ordered duck confit. (laughs) Because I think they went to the dinner and she was like, where do you want to go? Saddle Ranch? And he goes, no, let's go to a nice place. So he took her to a five-star restaurant. She was like, okay. Like I eat this at, uh, make this at home and I think that he got French onion soup duck confit like all the food that he was upset he that can't she made he can't get he French onion soup you know that right oh right he's <laughs> to onion. so he whatever the other soup was I can never remember it what about like a nice like broccoli cheddar I do like a broccoli cheddar I do too but I don't think that's nice enough for Rex right because he now wants he wants a gazpacho again. yes he's craving watermelon gazpacho but like won't but if Brie offers it to him, he doesn't want it. Yeah. It, he, he's like, consider the source. Yeah. So he, like, he antagonized her by ordering a gourmet meal. <laughs> yeah. But then they have to leave their dinner because um, there was a break-in in their house. So it was either Mike Delfino or Zach Young who broke into my car. And they're like, we've never seen anything like this before. Two break-ins in one episode is crazy. Crazy. Right. I'm going to have to have my roommate check on my car. Um, and how did he set up all the Christmas decorations by himself? I have no That was like a lot. Like, how long were they at dinner? It was giving Grinch. Did they go out of town? Did they leave Fairview and go into West yeah. Hollywood? Yeah. Like they must have gone far away for this dinner for him to set up all of that before the cops found him. Or maybe they he just chopped happened... down a whole tree. Oh, right. <laughs> Wait, I forgot. <laughs> he chopped down a tree. Dragged into the house, put up all the lights before a neighbor saw him. <laughs> Wouldn't they hear the tree fall? If no one's around to hear it. <laughs> like, were all the neighbors out? They live within feet of each other. How big is Bree's property? How big is the Van de Camp? She must have the 100 a- acre wood. <laughs> she has 100 acres back there. Like, I'm giggling. I'm laughing so hard right now. I'm crying. <laughs> no, I'm giggling though. I'm laughing so hard. I'm crying. <laughs> Zach is in the house and Bree's like, it's okay. Like, let him go. And the cop is like, no, he committed a crime. We have to throw him in jail. And Bree's like, oh, it's fine. He's a child. Yeah. Like, it's not as big yeah, a deal. She's giving him grace. He did, he, all he did was set up Christmas decorations. It's fine. She does give grace. Paul comes home fuming. Yeah. He's like, Sack. <laughs> and he's really like and then Zach like latches himself onto Brie and I didn't like that. Yeah, it I made mean, me uncomfy. I understand why Kevin thinks that um they're gonna hook up. My dad? No. Kevin Costner? Kevin Hall. <laughs> What? I 
can't remember his last name. Hannah's fiance. Milner? Kevin Milner. Hannah Miller. Shout out to Kevin Milner. Hannah and Kevin were watching the show, and Kevin thinks that they're going to hook up. And I kind of see it a little. That's disgusting. Also with Brie, with a, with Gabby and John, like I guess anything's fair game. Yeah, but um, not Zach gonna happen. Is, Zach is like fifteen. Like that's an actual like. Child. Yeah, that that's a crime. That's an actual child. So then we get to Susan standing on the corner looking like a prostitute, and Mike pulls up in his truck chariot, and she's like. Oh my god, I'm so upset that Julie called you. It was so embarrassing. Oh my god. Julie knew exactly what she was she doing. She knew exactly what she was doing. She was like, Dad, you're the new daddy. <laughs> and you're gonna pick up mommy from being a whore. <laughs> she's she's in the bad part of town. I said Julie's so smart. Like that's also women in STEM. Yeah, she's so smart. I can't believe Mrs. Hoover was not around to see this. Yeah. She would have a field day. Are you kidding? Yeah. And then, oh, I guess we already talked about this, but the whole... Yeah. Um, Gabby's on the phone with Carlos, and then Mama Solis is like, hey, I need to talk to you, and basically all but says, I killed him. Yeah. My husband. I want that fanfiction. I want that spinoff, actually. That's what the spinoff should be. It should be like a prequel. I'm working tirelessly. I'm not speaking to you. I'm speaking to Mark Terry. Oh, okay. I want a spinoff of, like, a character from before, and I want old Juanita... Yeah. As a younger person killing her husband. Yeah. That's what I want. With young Carlos. Oh my god, I'm gonna pitch it. Once the strikes are over, I'm hopping on over. And it's called Young Carlos. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna pitch that to ABC. Just you wait, guys. Just you wait. Just you wait. (laughs) I hated that. I really didn't like that. I'm not even <laughs> laughing. Like, I'm disgusted. <laughs> okay, I hated that. So we're even. <laughs> I was doing my Lin-Manuel. You are, have other talents. But I don't think impressions are one of them. <laughs> I, I can only do impressions of, like, people I know. Like, celebrities you, are not good. Just, like, friends. Can you impersonate me, please? To your face? Yes. Wait, here we go. <laughs> I'm the greatest. I am the greatest woman alive. I'm a woman in STEM. Nobody can top me. I am better than all of you, better than everybody. And I'm blonde. And I'll be sitting in the pool if you know... My car! <laughs> Macy, please come fix my car! Is that Jesse Metcalf? Oh my god. Anyway. That's you. I don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't. Um, next we see Susan and Mike being so cutie and so perfect and so kissy and I fell all over it. Finally. 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 Five episodes in. Five episodes in. And Susan's like, Mike, I just really like you and I don't know what to do. And yeah. he's like, I'm like touch tongues right now. Yeah. <laughs> that way. It's disgusting. <laughs> and he's like, finally, like, that's the clarity I need. You've been giving me the signals. Yes. Me as the signals. And I love them so much. And he's like, well, you like about me? 
and she's like, I don't know anything about you. I don't know your favorite movie. I know you're a plumber, and that's it, and you're really attractive. And then he just kisses her. And she asked his favorite food. What was it? I don't remember. I don't remember either. <laughs> I can't. I can't have coherent thoughts when he's on screen because I just wish I were Heather. Who's Heather? Sorry, guys. She's not really hip. Um, she doesn't really understand. <laughs> like, wish I was Heather. Like, Heather by Conan Gray. <laughs> okay. I was like, do you just know what James Denton's wife is? Help me. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I What spend... his wife is? <laughs> not what her name is, not what she's called. Do you know what his wife is? So after they're being adorable and finally kind of get together, I look so vile. I look kind of cute. Yeah, you have a good angle now. Oh, I don't know if I'd say it's a good... <laughs> <laughs> Christina was a jump scare. <laughs> so, I don't... I'm gonna have, like, no viable footage of this. I'm telling you, we need to just hire a cartoonist. To do little cartoons of us. We look really bad. Just you wait. Stop. <laughs> After Mike and Susan's cute little moment. I love them. Brie hears Zach and Paul fighting again. Yeah, they did a lot of fighting this episode. Yeah. It's really sad. I would, so defend, sad. I would defend Paul from his evil son. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. We have a little montage. And the only thing I wrote about this montage was how excited... Julie was when Mike came in with the pizza. She's like, I finally have a new dad. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but my most favorite moment was the very last shot. We see slow-mo Zach and Paul driving away and Zach just has the cringiest look in his eye as he rolls up the window <laughs> of the car. He's like, It's like evil puppy dog eyes. Yeah. Well, that's our episode. Um, all in all, it was a fun time. I really liked this episode. It's setting up some good storylines, I think. And I'll get slipped away like a moment in time. Okay. <laughs> hey, um, all right, Desperate Housewives super fans. <laughs> we also need a name for you guys. Wait, okay, I want to give a shout out to the really kind people who commented this week okay on our tiktok because we got some really really nice comments our first shout out goes to ivy who said i literally love this podcast do more episodes please that really meant a lot and then we have lily she said new favorite podcast ever y'all are so funny thank you lily and ivy for your kind words i feel like there was another one somewhere but i don't remember where it was Wisteria Housewives. Said, oh, that's our friend. Guys, our mutual. It's yeah, we're we're moots now. Yeah. She said, guys, keep going. OMG, you're gonna go so big someday I can tell. Like, you really boosted our egos and keep doing it. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. Okay, we will see you next week. We will look better. Um, and we will be apart. And then the week after we'll be filming together again and hopefully know what to do. In the meantime, make sure you go follow our TikTok at We Are Going to Tell Pod and our Instagram, which is just We Are Going to Tell. Comment, like, leave us a note. I'm going to set up a YouTube too, so subscribe to that. 
subscribe to the podcast. How are they going to subscribe to something that doesn't exist yet? Well, I'm telling them that it's coming. So check the YouTube and the Instagram. I mean, text the Instagram. <laughs> I'm going to be making it. Sorry, she took a red eye. I took a red eye and I'm draining fast. So I need to leave. More socials coming soon. Thank you for listening. Thank you for going through this journey with us. I've already blacked out everything that happened. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.